Yeah, it's that time. Our weekly visit with the one and only Shane Doan, Arizona Coyotes Chief Hockey Development Officer, who joins us here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Donor. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Um, the the Coyotes did me no favors. The NHL did me no favors with scheduling. Every time there's a Coyotes home game at Mullet Arena, there's a Suns home game, so I haven't been yeah. able to get out there yet. Yeah. So what's my excuse? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going back, especially to Friday, the opener against Winnipeg, I know you were a big part of the festivities. Just for, for people that weren't there, just kind of set the tone. What was that evening like and, and the atmosphere like for an NHL game in that arena? Yeah, it was it was just everything that they could have hoped for. Um, I think the, the way that uh, the environment and... Uh, the, the crowd and the way that it was a, a unique experience of coming into a building that everyone's right on top of you. And they had uh, they had the the student section was was alive and well, and there was a lot of energy there. And it was just it was a fun experience. And unfortunately, we lose in overtime to a pretty good Winnipeg team. And uh, but at the same time, there was a lot of energy in that building, and uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Donor, I told the story uh, before the opener of the Tampa Light, Tampa Bay Lightning. They actually opened up in a, like on a state fairgrounds in this gigantic barn. And I know because I covered the Blackhawks at the time. Chris Canto scored a hat trick, and they beat up on Eddie Belfour, who went into a rage after the game. Couldn't believe he lost to an expansion team. But it, the, they were so they were so um, new to the experience that Phil Esposito told every all of his security guards before the game if anybody throws anything on the ice. Throw them out. That's what you do. You throw them out. So Chris Canto scores a hat trick. Unbelievably, people start throwing their hats on the ice. They're throwing people out of the rink for throwing hats on the ice. That's a true story, and I lived it. So my point is, it's not unlike the NHL to have these kind of not the greatest venues in the world as stopgap measures. No, yeah, and you look at you look at what San Jose did at the Cow Palace, yep. and you look at what some of the other um, some of the other buildings that that there has been moments where the teams has played in, um, and you, you you understand that this isn't as abnormal. This is definitely the smallest, and uh, and but it, it's new, and hopefully uh, the experience will continue to be good. I think part of it going into donor was you know the the reaction from the visiting teams, the visiting players, and I saw Blake Wheeler's comments after the Friday game. Uh, and Blake Wheeler had a little bit of history with the Coyotes organization after they drafted <laughs> him, uh, but he said, you know what, it's not that bad as long as you have a place to get dressed and, and, and the ice is good. It, it's not that bad. We're were you able to garner or g- gather any other um, reaction from players that, that played in Mullet Arena these first two games? Yeah, that was that's kind of the same. It's the old Hoosiers mentality where it's all the same, really, as a yeah. player. Uh, you don't really notice as much as you as a player. You, you play in an environment, and every single athlete has egos, and they want to play in front of more people. That's there's no way around that, but. At the same time, once a game starts, you don't. You, you, other than very few moments throughout a game, do you really notice what's going on in the True. game in the during the game and in the crowd? You know, I guess if you're standing on the blue line for the national anthem in Chicago, that you notice. Um, yeah. There's a few times when the home team will really get rolling. You'll notice if uh, there's a bad call. On the ice, you'll notice what's going on in the crowd. But for the most part, inside the glass, you don't really notice. And if there's good ice and there's a place that you can 
get change is clean and uh, and it's it's not too hot, then uh, you're going to be happy. Uh, think about the arena you played in one season in Winnipeg when you were a rookie donor. Yeah, think yeah. of that awful mural of the Queen they had hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> this is not unusual for the NHL. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. She, we're part of the Commonwealth. Come on, Vic. that is true. Like yes, she's Canadian again. That's that is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me rephrase so, that then, donor. Um, it, it, here's that beautiful mural of the it, Queen. It, here's, <laughs> and I'm not sure anybody ever even knows where that mural is these days. It's in a warehouse somewhere. I read. Um, yes, it is. That's yeah. that's that's fabulous. Okay, so the fact that that there are actually a student section for an NHL game. People are going to make fun of that in other cities, but when you're allowing ASU students to buy tickets for 25 bucks a piece, when there's not another seat in that arena that's less than 100 bucks, you might draw and grow young fans, I guess, conceivably. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm assu- that's the kind of the game plan. That's kind of what their thoughts are on it and what they're trying to do. Um, and uh, I agree. Like that's that's not that's not something that's normal for an NHL team. And uh, the Rangers games, I don't know if those were all students. So, <laughs> but at the right. same time, it was uh, it was it is that opportunity to try to give people a chance to experience an NHL game right in their backyard, and for those students to be part of a, a professional organization and to see what it's you know professional hockey at that level is. I love university hockey and I think it's incredible and it was so fun to to see their opener and to see the NHL in that same building is pretty unique. We're talking with uh, Shane Doan as we do every Tuesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Last week it came out and Craig Morgan was among those that put it out there that the Tempe City Council was expected to vote uh, November 29th, maybe sooner on the future of the arena and entertainment district in Tempe as a permanent home for the Coyotes. Then the news came out from Craig that uh, the Tempe City Council likely to refer that to a referendum, meaning the people get to vote. What uh, The organizational reaction to that news and, and where it stands right now, if you could fill us in on that, Shane. Yeah, well, I think that there's an element that we're going to have to wait and see. If it does go to a referendum, there's, there's some positives about that and the fact that it, it eliminates a lot of the legal battles that might come from that. And so you could see why the city of Tempe might be looking to do something along those lines. And yet at the same time, uh, if they choose not to, there's there's another path that, that you can go down that is just as maybe quicker. But um, you understand that they're... Uh, awareness of making sure that the, I mean, that's the way that the city works. You've got to have to let the people kind of say what they want. And uh, I remember we had a couple referendums in Scottsdale back at Los Sarcos, oh, yeah. yes. which we won, which we won both handily, but that didn't have nothing happen. So we got to make sure that. Uh, we yeah. just kind of take care of cross all the uh, cross all the T's and dot all the I's. All right, so uh, I guess we're what now nine games into the season. Uh, what tell us your uh, your overview of how the hockey team is going. Um, there's moments where we look really good, and then uh, it's it's hard as a as a team. Is I think that's been on the road and the and just the the way the schedule is and how disjointed it's kind of been. Um, there's been moments where we've been good. Um, you look at the game against Winnipeg; we've got a pretty good team. Felt like we controlled that game. Um, the game in Toronto, we had some success. We would in Montreal, but against. The the Jets and against uh, Toronto and this last this last game the game we were we were okay against the Rangers we just 
we weren't quite as sharp as we wanted to be. Um, our power play and our young guys have looked good, and uh, and that, that's exciting. You look at some of, you look at Dylan Gunther, and you look at Michelli, and you look at some of those guys that are coming along. Uh, Val Mackey, I think that was a great pickup to get him off of waivers. He's a guy that I know the Brad Tree Living loved him, so to add him to our group was big. So we're starting to get some building blocks here that are going to to be around for a long time. All right, uh, do you do you want to call plays for the Cardinals, Donor? Do you have any, <laughs> you have any interest? And get him in in time. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be an improvement. That, how about I feel for those guys? I couldn't imagine all of the pressure that comes in with bringing in new guys into the huddle and doing adding things and wanting to change things and having big personalities. It would be it would be fascinating to to be inside one of their huddles for like just ten seconds to hear what. Well, and you think about not yeah. more than ten seconds because that's too long. But uh, ten seconds. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, that's the issue. But it's it's so you unique because football is a game of stops and starts. I mean, like the sport you played hockey, there's it's a flow. So it's, decisions are being made, but it's everything's all happening around. You don't stop and start every time, you know? It's different. Yeah. And I, that's probably my favorite part about our sport is the read and react part of our game. It's more. Remember Troy Polamalu, the way that he would kind of go off script, and yes. there, everyone would rave about how you know he's just such a great football player, and he could read and react. And, and it's funny because as a hockey player, you, you're never on script. There's never a script for you to follow, and uh, and and yet that's what made him so unique and so special. And I think that it's football's fascinating because your coaches become so important because it's more of a chess match than really anything, any of the other sports and um, having the pieces in the right place and doing what they're supposed to do is, is so vital. Yeah. And when it works, it looks easy and simple. And when it doesn't, it looks like no one knows what they're doing and that's hard. Yeah. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Donor, always a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday.